Yes, we're back. Episode 10 of the Hibs Ramble. Um, we're going to do a little Aberdeen preview for you uh, for you this week. And again, Craig is away holidaying, eating steaks, drinking beer. So I'm joined again by, by Sean. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me again. Loved it. Loved it so much on uh, on Monday that you had to come back. Just can't get enough. Can't get enough, you know. It felt so nice you had to do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you been up to much today? Well, since I last spoke to you? Uh, nah, just grafting away, working from home, so I can't complain too much. Life's good. Yeah, yeah. I love that, mate. Nah, exactly the same here, mate. Working from home, just uh, doing my bit. Doing my bit morning, of course, um, for old Lizzie. Uh, still morning. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm not going to touch too much on that because I don't want us to get cancelled. Uh, we've only yeah, just... It could be morning by, by next week as well and nothing to do with Lizzie, so... Exactly. That's how the result goes at the weekend. That's a really good segue. Very good segue, <laughs> Sean. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you've kind of... I thought you were going to, when you brought up your morning, I thought you were going to start segueing into the poppy shirts that are sitting behind me or something like that. No, I'm not actually. Well, we'll have a wee chat about them first. Obviously, we had our... Uh, we, we did our 10 best... Hib shirts on on Monday that was released yesterday, but uh, neither of these made the cut. Sean, do you want to tell us a little bit about the shirts that are behind you? That's correct, or any of the ones that either of us have on either. That's true. Yeah, I've got on yeah. this season's home top. Stinker, but um, I quite like it, man. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. Um, we did actually touch on this, the one I've, I've got on, the purple and green stripe one, but not the icon, not the iconic one, the one that Macron brought out a couple of years ago. Just reminds me of Chris Maxwell, unfortunately. He's a hero. Kelly away, no? Won us the... Oh, I suppose so. <laughs> and then he chucked five <laughs> goals in in the semi-final. Yeah, semi-final as well, yeah, but... Um, uh, might not be an iconic shirt, but it's two iconic players that I've got on the back of it. So two match-worn signed shirts um, got after the Poppy match back in 2011. One is Mac so it's about a 40 extra large. Uh, and the other one is cup-winning captain. Rob is it two th- 2011? They look a little bit young to be... 2009, sorry. I think it's Aye, I was going to say 2011. I'm sure we were with Puma by then. Um, I think it's 2000 and 2009. Aye. Whatever. Aye, 2008, 2009. We got beat, we got beat by Inverness in the game. I know that. So, oh, well. Um, but, aye. Anyway... Moving on from from a defeat to one Chukters and we'll be talking about uh, playing another set of Chukters on Saturday. We've got Aberdeen at Easter Road. Um, are you going, Sean? Yes, I will be in attendance. Um, halfway up the east, near the halfway line. I'll be kicking about there. Almost completely opposite from from myself. I'm not not my regular seat, but it's it's where I will be on on Saturday. You looking forward to it since we had them. Um, since we had that wee break? Um, I think because of everything that's going on, I think it will just be good to get to the football, considering last week. Um, no football at all being on, apart from European football, which, as you'll know, I'm a massive fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nah, I think, yeah, it'll, it'll be good just to just to be there. I think there'll be a bit of a buzz about, about the place as well, because it's been so long. 
Fenton's fans have had a bit of a buzz about them all season, um, considering that we've not actually been that great. Um, yeah, well, so. I, well, I kind of felt that we were getting back into our stride a little bit the last couple of games. Um, but then, obviously, we've had this forced break, which obviously no one can... It's not one that we'd prepared for. It's not like it was a an, an international break where, oh, it comes at a bad time. Obviously, it's a it's something that's happened in the country and everything's shut down for a wee while. But has it come? Has it come at a bad time for Hibs? Has Queen Elizabeth been really selfish and and just popped our clogs just as we were kind of getting into our stride a wee bit? Don't know if I'm being honest. I know I'm sitting on the fence with that, but I would like to say yes. It probably did come at a good time. I'm hint, I'm, I'm leaning more towards that purely because more time on the grass for some of the injured players, uh, more time on the grass for some of the new sign-ins. Um, hopefully, it gave us more time to kind of gel a wee bit. Um, I know the game that got postponed. I'd like to think we would have went up there and won, um, but it's a tough place to go. So I think we've not been on the greatest running results. Uh, performances certainly have not been great, in my opinion, um, apart from the Kilmarnock game, because we were absolutely tremendous in that. Uh, one of the most one-sided games I've seen at Easter Road, especially for it ending 1-0. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I am leaning more towards it came at a bad time. Um, you could say it came at a, a, a sorry, it came at a good time. Sorry, uh, you could say it came at a bad time because we just got that result and because we were playing so well. But for me, uh, it, it came at a, a, a right time because of the injuries and because of the amount of new players we've got in the door. So yeah, no, I mean, I think there's there's definitely arguments for and against whether it came at a good time or a bad time I think in the Kilmarnock game we, were, we definitely kind of clicked a little bit more I don't think, I, I've spoke about it in a previous podcast but I don't think we're quite there yet but we're, what I think is we're very very close to giving someone a fucking doing, I don't think it's going to be on Saturday if I'm being honest but I, I, I thought it, it might have been Dundee United Um just going by if we played it. Um, <clears throat> although I think that, I mean, that could have gone either way. That could have been us giving Nima doing or them with their new manager bounce or new caretaker manager bounce. And um, they could have beat us. It was a huge banana skin. You know, 7-0 AZ Alkmaar, 9-0 Celtic and they probably would have come out and beat us. Um, <clears throat> but aye, talking about the injuries there, uh, we've seen a little bit more about Kyle McGuinness. Um, it looks like he's been doing a little bit more training on the grass with the with the team. Um, I don't know if he's if how how far how close he is to coming back, but if he is fit, does he get into your team? No. Um, and I assume by team you mean starting eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely not for me. Um, I think. Because of the amount of time he spent out, even if he was fit enough to start, which I don't think he will be, I think if anything, he, we'd be lucky to see him on the bench. But um, if he is or was hypothetically fit enough to start, I wouldn't even want him to start. Um, 
purely because of the amount of time that he spent out with an injury that he's had we do need to ease him back in and I'm talking like a good you know at least three to six weeks of easing someone in before they even start to start games um there's other players that have potentially not been given a chance yet um who are those maybe playing in the in, in the youth games um so well jar for a start um i don't it's a bit of a mixed bag from what i've seen so far um however he's played well for the youth team um i think it would be unfair he's just one of i'm not saying he deserves to start because i don't know enough about that yet um because i don't think we've seen enough and when we have seen him i don't think he's been that great so it's too early to judge but i think if we were to bring him straight into the 11 Kyle McGuinness, I mean, I think it would be unfair and I think it would maybe unbalance the the dynamic of the group if he's just getting thrown straight in. It's a bit different with somebody like Martin Boyle because it's Martin Boyle. You know what he brings. Ah, exactly. Especially the fact that, you know, Lee Johnson's never managed Kyle McGuinness before. I know that he'll probably be aware of him and how good he is and how good he was for Hibs um, at the start of last season. Uh, he was probably one of our best players, him and him and Boiler, at the start of last season. But again, I don't think anyone gets the God-given right to walk right into the starting eleven. Like you say, I think I like Jer, but yeah, it's it's going to take a wee bit of time for him to to really adapt. He's a really young lad. He's, he's what he's, in quality difference. He's nine. Is he nineteen or is he twenty? 21. I must be, must be a bit 19. He's, he's a, he's a really young laddie, and he's, I mean, he's never played, um, he's never played in, uh, like, in the first team. He's, he's always been in the Benfica B or the, or the youth sides or whatever. But I, th- I think, and me and Craig have spoke about this previous folk writing him off. I think he's daft. He's been brought to Hibs for a reason. Everyone was buzzing when they saw his, his, um, his highlights video. So. I mean, that's one thing I don't get excited by anymore after watching uh, Chris Mueller's highlight reel. Listen, so. I'm going to stop you there, Sean. There's absolutely no Chris Mueller slander <laughs> on this podcast. He's uh, he's my, he's the goat. And he's a very nice man as well. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. But um, yeah, for that reason alone, I don't get excited at any highlight reels ever. So <laughs> that's alright because that was MLS, so that's a it's a Diddy League. I think me and you could go over and play for Chicago Fire and Orlando. I'm happy, that's for sure. I know, I would back myself. But I, fair, I think I'd be able to give you five minutes. <laughs> five minutes, last five, when the defenders are getting tired. But no, um, yeah, so you were you were talking about getting uh, injured players back onto the grass. Um, I'm not too sure how close we are. I know Nisbet is more after the World Cup, but yeah. hopefully um, there's there's been a couple of more injured boys and we also saw today um that Mikolo Mikola Mikolo Kukarevich. I applaud you for even trying because uh, I've even attempted that. Me and Craig, me and Craig decided uh, how to pronounce his name a couple of weeks ago, but Mikolo Kukarevich, I think it's Mikolo's first name, um is in the door. 
I'm not too sure if there was some kind of difficulty in getting him here. Um, but he's in the door. I'm not too sure also how how much he's played so far this season, if he's fit. But he'll would be one, he'll he... be one of those that will go into the development for a long period of time. And then if we well, he's, only, he's only on loan. Yeah, I know, but like, how many strikers have we got? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but would you expect him to go onto the bench on Saturday? Um, depending on who's fit and who's not, potentially. I, oh, I with McCurdy being suspended. Yeah, I mean, he is, just, he is just in the door. So if he was on the bench, I wouldn't be surprised. But on the flip side, if, if he wasn't, it wouldn't make any difference to me, if I'm honest. Um, I've not seen Hibbs put anything out to say that he's in contention to be on the bench or anything like that. Um, I'm assuming that will maybe get discussed tomorrow or or Friday in the press conference. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he's kind of a different dimension striker. Um, to what we've got at the moment, the strikers that we've got are like in Yuan, Bojang, Nisbet, they're all small, well not small, but smaller for a striker. I can't help but laugh when you mentioned Bojang there, sorry. <laughs> I know, oh well, God bless, I mean, God bless, Homo Bojang, just hope he's nowhere near the line-up on, on Saturday, but eh, uh, you know, like all the strikers that we do have at the moment are those kind of nippier, nippier strikers. They're the ones who like to get in behind, um, can play off the left or the right. We don't, well, since Dodge left, we, we don't really have that kind of big, tall target man in the middle. So hopefully he gives us a different kind of dimension, you know, if the, if the getting in behind striker isn't working. Uh, we can chuck him on and get balls into the box. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what's his name? Chabria. I forgot his name there for a second. It's been it's been a long two weeks since Hibs have played. <laughs> Forgotten all the names of the players. Yeah, the names of players. Uh, can can swing a good cross in, so that might be a good partnership that we see going down the line. Um, just moving on to the last few games that we've had between Aberdeen and Easter Road. The last three, it's been two wins for Hibs and a draw, which is a little bit against the grain when you think about our games against Aberdeen and Easter Road in recent years. I think, even given those results, do you think that we have the better of Aberdeen at the moment? Um, I think both squads and both clubs are going through a stage at the moment where they're both very unpredictable. Um, so I, I I would I'd like to say yes, but I'm going to say no on that one purely because both teams are such a mixed bag. I remember looking at the Aberdeen starting eleven in their last game, and I barely recognised any names. They have seen quite a lot, but you could probably, probably ask an Aberdeen fan the exact same question. They would I know, say that's the thing because both, both both teams are going through such a a change where you just I couldn't sit there and, and predict how I think Aberdeen are going to go or how they're going to play because if you use Ross County the, the game against Ross County they conceded so late on only scored one and it was very late on when they scored as well and then if you look at the other games 
they're, they're banging in four and five goals, so they can be very unpredictable. Um, so yeah, I think it will be a very, it'll, it'll be a tough, it'll be a very tough match. But um, yeah, I think, I think they're they're always tough against Aberdeen at Easter Road. I mean, in the McInnes days, you knew how they were going to play, so you knew when Aberdeen came, it was going to be a very very tough fixture. Um, you know, but obviously in the last three games, two wins and a draw for Hibs is promising, considering the last what ten years of McInnes ball coming, scoring early and lumping it up the park and playing for a one nil, which worked for them. I don't, but, doubt, um, I don't doubt Jim Goodwin would do the same thing though. Do you know what I mean? He'll, he'll come and he'll know how how fast we want to start. He'll have watched the Kilmarnock game. He'll have seen how Derek McInnes' team handled us against that. He saw the problems that Lafferty started to give us um, when he came on. He was just trying yeah. to wind players up and it was starting to get the better of us. But thankfully, because Kelly have got absolutely nothing going forward, they weren't able to put anything away. So I think Aberdeen will try and do something similar. They'll try and um, try and frustrate us. They'll sit in early um, and then they'll, they'll try and play probably try and play on Porches actually because of how easy he can he can be to get wound up as well. Yeah. Um and potentially if if, if Hanlon's his partner on the other side, which is more than likely going to be considering the uh, the other lack of options that we have. So um yeah I think I think that's probably how Aberdeen will go about it. We'll have our full, we'll have both our fullbacks pushed up as we always do and I think they'll try and exploit the space a wee bit in behind but um, I'm sure that big striker that they, that's been banging in the goals for them, I'm sure he's a big lad as well. So he'll definitely mm-hmm. just try and do the same as well. Is that the, the Macedonian boy? Uh, I, I, he's a Bojan that does actually score goals. <laughs> um, so we might actually see a Bojan score on Saturday. So hopefully it's, it's ours and not theirs. I mean, here's hoping. Two fingers crossed there. Eh, but um, looking at Aberdeen's results... They've got three wins a draw and two defeats in their opening games. We've got two wins and we've also got a couple of draws. Um, I should have looked this up before. Eh? We, we, who have we beat? We beat... Uh, St. Johnston. St. Johnston opening day. We beat Kilmarnock. We drew against Hearts and Rangers. Drew. And then we got beat by... Um, we got beat against Livy and St. Mirren. Yeah. So... So we've lost the two games that you would arguably say that we we, we should have won. To win. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's going to be a similar season for both Aberdeen and Hibs, trying to fight for those top four spots. Do you think? I mean, I know every game is a must win, but do you think that Lee Johnson will be putting an awful lot more pressure on his players? to get a result against Aberdeen today than he would have done against Kilmarnock a couple of weeks ago? Mm. Oh, I I was going to say yes until you used the Kilmarnock game because I feel like the Kilmarnock game we needed to win. Oh, well, if we go, if we talk about how he would have have had his team talk against Dundee United. Yeah, I I think Dundee United can be a hard place to go. They were under a change, so potentially it could have been more difficult. We were away from home, could have been more difficult. Um, I think because you see Aberdeen as a, let's say, a top four or a European rival, um, you would want to be taking points off them, especially at home, and you'd want to be beating them at home. 
Um, same goes if we were going away. Aberdeen would want to make sure that they don't lose that game and they'd be wanting to take points off us. Um, so yeah, so I do think it will be it will be drilling into them the importance of not only getting the three points. Um, as says he always goes on and on about he plays to win. It'll always play to win regardless of the opponent. But I think the the importance of it. Um, he'll be putting a lot of pressure on that, and he'll be wanting an he'll be wanting a fast start again to come out of the blocks to to try and get something not to hold on to but something to build on. Um, I think that's what he'll be aiming for. Yeah, I agree. It's um, I feel like at this stage of the season. It can go either way. If you get beat, you you go oh well, it's still so early. But if you if you beat Aberdeen or you beat a Hearts or whoever, someone who's going to be you know rivaling you for the same spots that you're going for, then you know it can really set a set a marker and then um, you know set the tempo for the season. Uh, we could easily have got beat against Kilmarnock and then we would have been in a much different frame of mind going into this game and but we thankfully could have easily, we could have easily dropped points I think against against Kilmarnock but thankfully yeah. we, we managed to hold on which you know, shows something I guess yeah and I think it's been testament to to this Hibs team in all our games so far this season you know when you think about we've had three last minute or last few minutes um, goals that have decided the outcomes of games uh, I don't think that's any coincidence to be honest no, Apart I, think play on, I think that'll play on the, the minds of both teams going into, into Saturday if it's close and it's late on especially if we're drawing or if or hopefully we're not but if we're getting beat I think because the last game that Aberdeen had they conceded so late although they scored late on they did concede even later as well so um, that'll definitely play on the minds of both sets of players, and and potentially something that we can maybe exploit if it's um, if we are drawn or, or or hopefully we're not, but get yeah. beat. Um, that'll definitely be something to maybe keep an eye on. Well, here's hoping we're already four or five nothing up, and then we can score in the last minute, and it will only be as only be as a heart racing. I, I, I said after the Hearts game, I went, I don't think I ever want Hibs to score a last minute goal again. <laughs> Because after the last week later, uh, after the first two weeks, and then obviously we've done it against Rangers. Jesus Christ, following Hibs isn't easy, Sean. You'll yeah. you'll know that as as well as I do. But um, we'll just go, we'll just go right into your predictions. What's your prediction for Saturday? Um, Head says two all. So your head says two all. Head says two all. Obviously, my heart will always say that we're going to win. Um, so my my heart's saying two 0 but my head is saying two two. I think I don't listen to my head because it makes far too much sense. So I'm going for I'm going for two 0 Hibs, and I'll I would like to see I was going to say I'd like to see McCurdy score, but that would be uh, some feat because yeah. he's suspended. It's a shame he's suspended actually because I really wanted to see the. The celebration. Craig's on holiday actually, and he sent me a video of his missus taking a video of him today going down a slide doing the birthday celebration, which I think is quality patter. Myself, I think that is a great patter. If it gets the attention of McCurdy, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it will. I think McCurdy will think he's a gimp, (laughs) uh, like I do. (laughs) As we say, is that your view? Right, okay. 
<laughs> me and Harry McCurdy, one and the same. But yeah, so you're going. Are you going for two two or two 0 Sean? I'll go. I'll go two two. I'll go two two. Two two. Right. Well, I'll be the positive one this week and go two 0 And then we're going to we're going to finish up with some listener questions. We've got one from John on Twitter. Uh, thanks, John, for always submitting questions. He uh, he's one of the ones who every single week. Without fail, we'll submit a question to us, so we appreciate it, mate. He says, what would your starting lineup be for Saturday? Um, I should have probably thought about that through, eh? I'd probably go for as close to the, the, the team that, that started against um, that started against Kamarnock, um, purely because of how well we started, um, how strong we were throughout, and I felt that Lee Johnson was kind of reluctant to even make some some changes. Obviously, he brought McCurdy on pretty early early doors, but apart from that, I feel like he was reluctant to, to want to change it because he was so confident in, in how they were doing. So, um, if we can get anywhere near as close to to that eleven, I would go to uh, that. That would be my that would be my go to. I think I would be the same. And obviously, I, I don't know um, if anyone from the club is listening, but if you are. Then uh, please send our, our well wishes to Lee Johnson. Don't know if he's going to be back um, on Saturday or not. Um, hopefully he is back on the touchline. But you know, if not, then um, I really, I really speed the recovery. We've actually got some questions from a couple of our pals who don't have um, any social media outlets. Who wanted, yeah, exactly. Who wanted, <laughs> wanted their, their their points covered? So. I'll run through them now, Sean. Um, who's got the better touchline attire, Lee Johnson or Jim Goodwin? Um, when I was a coach myself, I went for the Jim Goodwin, which was the wee tracky and the body warmer. But um, I would go, with, I would go with Lee Johnson. I, I, I think Lee Johnson definitely, especially since since Jack Ross has been sacked. I think he's the most stylish manager in the league. I mean, know that he's got much competition. You look at Ange Postacoglu, fat mess. Did <laughs> he find in a kebab shop? <laughs> just or working, or working in a kebab shop. Just taking bites out of the rotisserie. <laughs> As it goes round. <laughs> like a corn on the cob. Aye. <laughs> Next question is, who has the better beard, Sean? Uh, good one, 100%. Yeah, I think so as well. I wish I could grow one like him, but maybe one day. Well, I mean, uh, mine's is off the patchy. A little bit patch on oval. A wee bit on the sides, but... <laughs> a wee bit. I mean, that's my pubes. I've just glued them to my face. <laughs> um, next question is, with Hibs having four players sent off against Aberdeen and Aberdeen having two players sent off against Hibs, who's more likely to get the red card this weekend? I think you've you've butchered that question, surely. Have I? Hibs have had four players sent off against them this season, and Aberdeen have had two players sent off against them. Oh. Ah, you've butchered that. Sorry, everyone. I've fucked up. Who's more likely to have a player sent off, Sean? Um, I'll go Aberdeen because they're the they're the away team, so they're going to be a bit more dogged. They're going to be leaving a foot and they're going to be trying to wind us up. So um, hopefully we make it five players in however many games getting a player sent off against us, uh, which makes a change because normally it's us getting somebody sent off for no reason. But thankfully that's that's not happened this season. 
I think it'll be. I think refs will look at the Hibs Rangers game and think, oh my God, how can we send players off against him? I was actually really surprised that Ashtiller got sent off for Kilmarnock. It was a bad, bad challenge, but it was so early. I, I don't know. What it, sh- it shouldn't matter, but it, it was early. It was the last man as well denying a goal scoring opportunity. He broke the rules, Leon. Fucking arsehole. Fucking arsehole. Uh, next question, or the last question, sorry, is who needs to win more, Hibs or Aberdeen? Um, comfortably, I'd say us. Yeah, uh, me too. Regardless of the commandment win, I think we, we, we need it to get closer to open brackets, close brackets, our European challengers. Um, <laughs> and I, I think I think the Aberdeen fans will just will be frustrated if they drop points because of the way they drop points against Ross County as well. So um, I could understand somebody saying that Aberdeen need it more, but I think Hibs have had the, the, the fans back in and Lee Johnson's had the fans back in so far this season. Um I think we need to start seeing a few more end results rather than just 20 minutes, 30 minutes of high intense Agreed. here and there. So I'd say Hibs. Agreed. Agreed with everything that you're saying, Sean. The perfect podcast guest. And that brings to a close uh, episode 10 of the Hibs Rambo. Uh, and, and Sean, your, your second appearance. Have you enjoyed it, mate? Loved it. That's Anytime amazing. Thing. To look at you is, is fantastic. Liam, so thanks for it's all, about, it's all about the taking part, mate. Eh? That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you've got this far, thanks so much for listening. It really does mean a lot. If you could leave a wee, a wee like wherever you're listening, on Spotify, Apple, on YouTube, um, or whatever. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You can become a subscriber on YouTube. Follow us on all our socials. Uh, we are at the Hibs Ramble on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. I think we've got a TikTok account as well. Um, but, I mean, don't expect to see any silly dances or that because... Surely there's going to be a few TikToks of you abusing managers then, no? After uh, I mean, I, uh, I don't know, eh? I don't know. But I, I think TikTok's more... TikToks about the... Whenever we do our... Uh, what are they called? Display on the East? You're sitting in good view. You can do a wee TikTok then. That's a good point, actually. I don't even know really how to work TikTok. I just lurk on TikTok and watch and watch. Um, do, do you know like TikTok? You know TikTok, man? Uh, I watch what I get sent. Um, I don't use it. But oh, mate. Sent a TikTok, I'll, I'll watch it. So It's addicting. It really is addicting. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just stupid. Stupidly addicting. I've not, seen, I've not seen Hibs put up a bad TikTok yet. So, Hibs, are, Hibs are actually really good on TikTok, to be honest. They're good on social. They're good on social media. They are banging it. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 doing quite well. But anyway, I digress. Thanks everyone for listening. This has been episode ten, Liam and Sean, and the Hibs Ramble, and uh, we will catch us after the Aberdeen game. And maybe by that time, Craig will be back from his holiday, and he can he can sit and talk shit with us again. But anyway, Sean, it's been a pleasure again, mate. Thanks for coming. Take care. Cheers. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.